welcome to another episode of the Future Positive Podcast powered by Capitalize. My name's Ollie, co-founder at Capitalize, and I'll be your host today. Um, and I'm joined by Kirsten McGregor, founder of the Corporate Finance Network and our own accountant in residence. Today's guest is actually a real life proper business. I'm delighted to be joined by Claire O'Connor, founder of Baby Ballet Limited and Chardelle Bledhill, finance director. With two daughters under the age of five, I'm definitely in their target market. So I'm pretty keen to hear more about Baby Ballet. Um, hi, hi, Chantal. Hi, Claire. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi, yeah. <laughs> nice Good, to see you. Thank you. Cool. Yep. Great stuff. Thank Come you. brought the weather with us today. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. um, well, without further ado, I'll hand over to Kirsty, who's keen to explore more about your business, um, how you've bounced back from the pandemic, um, and also hearing, hearing how you've gone digital. So, Kirsty, over to you now. Thank you, Ollie. And um, I have to uh, confess a vested interest here. Uh, Claire and I have known each other for <laughs> several years. So if this is a little bit relaxed and a bit informal and you just think she's not being very professional, then this is the way I normally talk to Claire. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get on it. But what we wanted to do today was to bring in a real business because we want to talk um, about how the business is going, how they've dealt with COVID. Um, and it's a fantastic business. And I've known, I've known Claire since she founded it. And also this particular business has an FD, which not all businesses have. And Chantelle is fantastic in that role because what we really want to show is what Chantelle does and how accountants in practice should be able to help their clients in all in all the areas where they don't have an FD. So let's just, you know, just wanted to explore a little bit about how Chantelle helps Claire develop the business. And also just to look forward and look at the implications of, of their strategy and, and what they're going to need to be able to fulfill that strategy and their growth which is absolutely phenomenal so claire bit of background for everybody that doesn't know you um you have you founded baby ballet i've got 16 years ago is that right it's 17 now yes yeah. so 2005 um yeah. but i researched the idea between 99 and 2005 based on working within my mum's dance school and really just wanting to create um a preschool um, program and concept that was so much more than just a dance class to develop confidence, fun, um, and just have a really kind of like happy social, emotional, and physical development um, aspect for the children. And as much as Kirsty um, knows as well, it's also about the um, the parents and carers having a, a lovely time with their little ones as well. So yeah, it was two thousand and five that I initially. Um, got the bravery to start the business um, and went for it. Yeah, and my son, I think, was one of your first uh, little dancers. And the boys and girls were welcome as well, which is something that I really loved. And it, and you know, I'm testament to the fact that it's just such a positive experience and it's absolutely brilliant for the children. So you then, you were just running one class and then you decided you had this brainwave, you were going to franchise it. I remember at the time you also got your first studio and you kept having these conversations with your bank manager and he was just going whiter and whiter from what you recall you telling me. But you did this and you and you then became a franchisor. So, and, and then you even, you've gone global. So to explain how, how big the business is now. How many franchisees have you got? Where, which countries are you in? And, and what other activities have you been doing? Yeah, so we from I actually it was my husband that went whiter. Um, <laughs> we got married in two thousand and five in the February, um, and we, there were actually four classes at that time um, in a little play gym just in Halifax. And I could just see this vision. I, there was nothing really else like it. Um, I just had this vision, which is 
thankfully still still coming true um, about creating this magical world of confidence building and fun and so we got married I got back from Australia and my mum said so if you want these four classes that are attached to um, the business at the minute you can take those and go on your own so I was like right okay so I said to my husband um, will you support me he's like yeah of course no problem I was like right well we're gonna have to sell the car we're gonna have to remortgage the house we're gonna have to buy a big teddy bear we have to buy a pink car and the <laughs> list went on and on and on and on so yeah so it was probably more more my husband to start with but then um we just I just had the, such a strong vision that the the kind of the the funding to start with um would just I just kind of you know just found it I just made a way yeah. to find it really and now we've got um 86 franchises in the UK and wow. 21 licensees in Australia and New Zealand we've got a master licensee in New Zealand and um, we've got a license in Singapore and we've yeah we've got lots of plans and um, I think you want to talk through those further on so we do classes parties uniform merchandise children's characters entertainment we've got a um, YouTube channel we've got shows concerts dvd music and a book so yeah it's been a busy busy time <laughs> for the brand hasn't it just so let's um let's just go over what's happened the last couple of years um i remember you know when covid lockdown first happened it was pretty devastating uh, for a lot of businesses uh, especially those that were in the consumer industries and and like yourselves had to be in person and you did commit you know completely just transform your whole business model and offering at that time I mean it, it was crazy and it's surreal now even looking back at it but at one point some areas of the business were out of lockdown as, and some areas of the country were still in lockdown so they they still couldn't operate as normal and, and it kind of went back and forth for a while didn't it how how did you adapt to that time how did you you know pull yourself together to be able to to keep delivering something um and and just really keep the brand still there in everyone's mind well I remember it like yesterday to be honest I was speaking at um, an event in Halifax and I got this emergency call from Chantel going will you get back down to the office as soon as you can because something's going on that we've got to sort out so I went down it was when people were starting to elbow each other and it was all a bit of a novelty and then it we we literally just had a meeting and we went um online and within 17 hours we did the first class which was an online offering in a church hall near here actually and then the franchisees all followed suit so we set all the systems and all the processes up all the for the legals all the you know there was a lot to do with to adapt the contracts to adapt safety procedures insurance stuff like that but we were just determined that you know we'd spent a long time building this business up the franchisees all the you know people that have invested so much into it we weren't going to let them down so we didn't really know what to do but we just did what we could and pivot is a brilliant word for us in the, um, <laughs> the pandemic <laughs> brand. so we pivoted and um yeah it was it was it was really tough but we just made sure we did what we could do and had we developed lots of different things as well like we took the characters to the next level through um green screen um sort of like we did story times for children at home, boogie times, all sorts of different things that we developed that would maybe have probably have come, but we had to do it you know, quicker than we probably imagined because of wanting to just offer our customers and franchisees and more, more to get them through. Um, and to support the working from home and the, the, uh, the mental health issues and so on, you just offered a lot of that out for free, didn't you, as well? Yeah, so with the support for the franchisees um, and that for us, 
um, was probably the best thing to come out of the pandemic. Everybody was just phenomenal at sticking together. We just, you know, we, we all the team got on the, you know, Zoom and there were tears. There were, you know, it was just like, look, you know, let's all stick together. Let's look after each other. And I think from a head office, you don't always receive that the other way around. Not that you ever expect it, but we got just as much TLC and as care and support um, from the franchisees and the network and the parents and carers that we were giving back out, which was, yeah, I think that's what kept us going, to be honest, because everybody, when everyone had a lull, someone else picked you up and vice versa. And yeah, it was really quite, yeah. quite emotional time, Most people had to deal with one business in lockdown. You were responsible for 80 odd businesses, weren't you, really? So it, the, the pressure must have yeah. been pretty horrific. And with like some from a head office point of view, the, the biggest heartbreak for us in the in the pandemic, we had to lose some staff that had been with us since the beginning. And you know, Kirsty, that these people are like family to me. And you know, when the finance financial situation got so bad, um, you know, Chantel pushed me into a corner pretty much. <laughs> you know, like I, I I took a lot of convincing, but we had to make redundancies, and that was it was heartbreaking. And yeah. So we then had to tweak systems. A lot of the staff um, were on furlough. I wasn't. I didn't get any of the um, the support, which actually was the right thing because it made me keep going and keep pushing. And if I'd have been furloughed, I maybe took a little bit of time out um, mm. to save money. I don't know, but it just it, it was really, it was tough. But it, it we just did our best. I think mm. that's all we can say. And you know, financially with franchisees, they pay royal they pay those license fees based on each class they do, how much you know the the the, the things that they they offer. Um, so we just tweaked that as much as we can. And literally, you know, Chantel would be come like on an emergency meeting, like, you know, on Zoom and we'd come together and go like, right. So just literally back of a fag packet type of stuff, really, of like, how much can we give a discount? But how much, you know, we've still got to keep our business afloat and keep. So, again, suppliers, incredible. Everyone was just, you know helping each other to get through which I think is definitely the the highlight for us looking back over the last two years as hard mm. as it's been where one of the main challenges was trying to find the price points for the new digital offering when you were presumably yeah. doing virtual classes is that was that one of the main challenges it was and also the age that we've got it's really yeah. difficult actually yeah, to keep to, them engaged, to engage yeah. yeah so yeah. we started off everyone was 100% loyal and we didn't lose anyone in that first that when we transitioned but then the yeah. next half term and then the next half term it kind of dropped by probably yeah. about 25% I think each time so um and then coming out of the lockdowns we then had to um kind of like just do all the safety and all the you know like the there was a massive project to do on the getting them back safely with all the social distancing and the age restrictions is the age that we've got the restrictions on that age was hard to keep them so yeah it was just a, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you'll know having two daughters yeah. it's um yeah and so but again it, it's incredible the resilience actually and the, the the way that um preschoolers adapt to yeah. those new new rules really fast so Thank you. yeah I think it was really if we went in and out of lockdown didn't we like three times and then when we went back there was really strict social distancing rules and and then strict covid rules and we so we we never got up to full capacity basically mm. back until 2022 really because mm-hmm. yeah and the, and the whole model is predicated on that long-term long-term average of capacity that you've had over over the years and so trying to readjust it you know no one really wants to pay suddenly pay more for something that's basically a, a similar service i guess yeah 
and they did go down like some of the franchisees just you know they, they ended up giving it the service for free yeah. because you know just to keep people's mind, minds busy and children active and just giving that you know like that care into the community as well so and we developed like the youtube channel that's gone it was it was always there but the stuff that we've put on it i think we're up to like now just over four and a half million views on that and that's as a direct result of people being inside sorry my dog's having a little uh, <laughs> wants to be involved <laughs> as always <laughs> we, just, we just like chantelle it was kind of we, we didn't have that much time did we to plan or to enough stats to yeah. go base anything on so we were just picking numbers out of the air really based on you know what can we survive we'd never been through it like well mm. no business had been through before we had no idea when the end was in sight mm. it's like when i kept saying to claire you know, it's absolutely heartbreaking, but we are going to have to make redundancies. We've got to put everyone on furlough. We had to move out of the office. Um, we made so many changes. Um, I was going to talk about that. I was going to ask you to, yeah, I was going to ask you to talk about that. So you've, you still, you've virtually stripped back everything that was in your business, every single area, just to be able to survive line by line on the cash flow statement, haven't you, really? Do you feel, feel now that you've come out of it stronger and you've actually, you've made decisions yeah. that you would never have made before? Yeah, absolutely. As yeah. much as like Claire's been devastating and there's been a lot of major changes, actually now it makes you actually consider every added cost back in before you sort of dive in and say, we're just going to pay that amount and that amount. And yeah, we're really considering everything really carefully now out to build the business back up. Mm. That's good to see. How are you, um, just out of interest, Chantelle? It sounds like Claire, you've been leaning on Chantelle a huge amount through these, these turbulent times. But Chantelle, how are you doing these these plans i mean is that something that you do by you know you doing something something like an excel file or a cash flow model or you know, how do you how do you figure uh, this stuff out moment, yeah just at the moment it's um from the forecasting point of view it's on excel mm. um but to be honest in the middle of the pandemic there was no real forecast because yeah we didn't they all went out the window didn't they <laughs> facts to go on. Yeah. and so we're thinking does if this last like till next month then we'd be okay but yeah. obviously it didn't work out like that. And then every month there was something extra and yeah. it was just so uncertain for everybody, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look forward to what else you've got planned, Claire, because I know you've got all sorts planned and um, I know some of it you've got to still keep under wraps, which is really frustrating. But what can you tell us? What, what are you able to tell us today uh, about the other things that are coming up? You're trying to pull my arm out of my back. I know you. <laughs> I put yeah, I have some I want an exclusive developments that I'm not allowed to tell even you. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, having uh, having, having the pepper pig involved, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that was a yeah, that was an amazing, um, amazing project. So yeah, really the brand's going from strength to strength. And I think that's testament to everybody um who pulled together and you know, we, the brand is everything, isn't it? And, you know, you know how much I've always um, wanted the brand to be in a sort of an exceptional um, standards and values throughout. And we just made sure that everything we produced um, was as good as it possibly could be. And coming out now, having that kind of tiptoe into the digital space, um, we want to grow that um, digital presence because what we realised was there's a lot of people really loving the brand that was much more outside our own um, networks of, we've got 25,000 children attending classes. Probably We've probably gone over that now because numbers have really, really lifted again. Um, but it was really to make sure that we can access children all over the world um, in di digital way because it's, you know, 
the ex the exercise factor, the mind, the well being and mindfulness factor of the classes. Everything. There's so much that can go. You know, translation, whatever we need to do to to get the brand out there in different ways. Um, so we're developing the range of products and services. We're growing through master franchising and licensing. Um, we're developing a special educational needs and disabilities class, um, which is great because our classes are all open to anyone like you said at the beginning Kirsty boys girls and you know ability isn't it's not a, a barrier at all in our classes but some families just can't come for, for whatever reason they just can't access the classes so that's a really exciting development for us um, the children's characters um, and very much um, watch this space on <laughs> a couple of other really big things but we've partnered recently with Peppa Pig which was great that's for Tommy's baby charity um so yeah we've got a lot of good collaborations going as well and we just want to build the brand to that next level I want it to be a globally recognized children's brand and all those values um, in whatever touch point a child or a parent or a parent has so they can really enjoy our magical world of baby ballet Brilliant. So I introduced um, <laughs> Capitalised Tools for Business to, to yourself, Claire, and you, Chantal, to have a look at uh, the credit tools in particular. And, and I love the fact that, Ollie, you'll like this, Claire replied to me on email and she said, well, those are numbers even I can understand. <laughs> she said. And so she loved it. And and you've got two different businesses, haven't you, with two different credit scores and profiles. And and um, what, what have you thought about it, Chantel? Have you, have you delved in and had a look, look at the platform now how do you find it from a business perspective yeah I thought it was I think it's fantastic actually um I think it really opened my eyes um even with me being finance director to actually acknowledge what other things are brought into the business's credit profile um because I think on natural first instance you just naturally think of what you're in suppliers and maybe HMRC and things like that and obviously through COVID everybody's had extra liabilities within the business um, but when I actually dived into it and realised that there's a lot more to it, so even like what I found really interesting was like like the filing dates, even if with HMRC granting the extra three months, but then that has had an adverse effect on our credit, which even though it was agreed, so um, and just things like that. So then obviously they look at all your filed accounts, don't they? And look at all your assets, your liabilities, your gearing ratios. So I just think it was interesting, um, even down to like when you appoint new directors. Um, and when you, if you've by any chance done your confirmation statement slightly later, um, even the risky location of potentially a new registered office, just considering all that, it's just really oh, fine. You've, you've read all the risk factors. That is amazing. <laughs> Ollie is beaming from ear to ear now. <laughs> this has uh, been his pet project for six months. Yeah, it's been, I mean, really we, it actually is interesting. You know, I think you know, for us, for us who have been delving in, um, and uh, and this this information isn't something that isn't is publicly available really, um, and because traditionally, particularly business credit scores have been used by underwriters, um, so those people sitting inside the banks, and so you know a lot of the terminology has been kind of bank focused, and so it's been an interesting journey trying to um, make that accessible to to the outside world. We're we're still early days, but I'm very happy that you've hopefully understood something from it, which is what we're trying to do, um, and to help small businesses know more about it um, and now as you look to scale out again scale the business again um how are you looking at your cash flow i'm assuming you you're looking at your business plans again and and you're looking at your funding needs and would you know where to go for funding or have you looked at the capitalized platform and shown that how that might help you 
Yeah, so um, we definitely are looking at funded options because um, we've got, like Claire says, quite a lot of exciting plans and obviously we need some extra capital to achieve that. Um, but no, it's not always the most straightforward, to be honest. Um, I mean, naturally you go to who you might bank with, um, but the interest rates potentially are competitive. Um, so I did have actually look at the um, the applying for the loan on within the capitalised section. Um, and I've, I, I went quite a far way along in the process because I've, what I've, again, what I've really liked about that is if you use the Sage um, Cloud accounting, you can link, it all links it, doesn't it? So that you don't have to spend as much time yeah all the information which again I think is a huge benefit yeah certainly makes it more efficient for businesses definitely yeah. it's one application and it will find the best best players in the market definitely. the best products so point where it recommends the four um fund, like funding facilities so I just need to um submit the final information to see where we where we can get to with those loans right. so yeah absolutely fantastic Claire, you're pretty lucky to have someone like Chantel in, in your business I think who's going to be uh, <laughs> covering all, all, all I, I am so lucky to have this <laughs> and we're just like the perfect match for each other because I go like running away down the branding and characters yes. and Ted you're and spending the, You're spending the money in the forecast, yeah. Pulls me back in, but no, it's been, I think, you know, we've been friends for a long time, but, it, you know, we we always feel really fortunate that we've got such different skills, but we complement each other so, so well. And I mean, I, you know, like, like Kirsty said, it's having a financial director in-house is, is phenomenal um but you know it's, it's really nice for you to say that actually because I do you know like I, I couldn't I couldn't um relax I think as much I don't you know I don't have to worry about that side of things um Chantel looks after it all and it's only like during the pandemic or when you know things might get really tight or whatever you know we'll just have a chat um but you know it's it's just it's just a really we're really lucky and yeah. anyone who can find a Chantel, um, you're not having mine. No. <laughs> I advise. And, you know, many businesses, many businesses don't don't manage to get to that place. And so I think, you know, certainly from our angle where we work with many accountancy practices, I think many business owners have worked with their accountant in that way um, more and more. Um, you know, whether it's trying to understand credit scores, whether it's trying to um, create an application out to multiple lenders, trying to find you know, different options to fund the business in different ways to, to grow. Um, so you know, clearly, it's an important need for the business owners to to have that that capability, either in house or a smaller account. team as well. It's like we've you know we've become a, a smaller team than we were before the pandemic. We've had to, you know, all you know, like help each other out and you know do lots of different things. And I think Chantel's got such a great three hundred and sixty um, view of the business. It's not she just doesn't come through, you know, from a financial point. It's all the the branding, legal, and you know developments and you know she, the vision is clear so I suppose we yeah we do um do a lot more and Chantel does offers and gives a lot more than you know just a purely financial um yeah. so it helps massively when we're making big decisions um on moving forward. I think we're such a unique business out with that you need to understand the whole vision to make yeah. the final financial decisions as well because like my background was corporate finance which was obviously a lot more black and white than baby ballet and I remember coming in thinking <laughs> Da, 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 da. and Claire's like this is not going to work for this business and she's right <laughs> so that's why we work so well together because Claire has these amazing ideas but and I'm trying to think about behind the scene of what's going to happen and what's going to work and what's profitable x y and z but at the same time I'm really respectful that it's Claire's business and you know she has the vision and I we, we work together and try and make it work don't we mm. 
Lee, I'm going to hand over to you for the final question. Okay, well, <laughs> this is this is the uh, future positive podcast. So the final question, which presumably gets asked in every podcast, which is, um, what excites you about the future? So about your business, about the uh, the wider business. You know, what 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 do you see coming that's uh, interesting from your perspective? So maybe um, Claire, you go first. Um, I'm just everything really because <laughs> I feel like we've just we've been like You've survived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah the brand is the brand is stronger than ever, and we're ready to reach new heights now. Yeah. Um, it's made us do some real deep diving into into every area of the business, so we feel so much. I, you know, you think you know your business, but then the the clarity that we've got across all levels now is as clear as it's ever has ever been. And yeah, it's I'm just really excited to move to that next next stage now, and it will involve um, funding because you know we've we've got some big, big dreams. So we're going to need some, uh, some investment to make that happen. Okay. What about you, Chantel? <laughs> Reining me in. <laughs> I was there, um, not spending too much, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, just really, like Claire says, just really, really excited for the future. I feel like for the last two, three years, like we all have, we've just been sort of dealing with all the pandemic and all the sort of mundane, like, you know, getting through business day to day and it's just exciting now to think we're hopefully in a new like out of the worst of it and look into the more like largest you know sort of strategy of the business and see where we go with it and yeah it's really Claire's dreams come true by um financing it for her <laughs> okay. so hopefully and you're going to let allow us to um, have loads of um, capital from somewhere exactly <laughs> unlimited house for sure oh thanks we've got that on on the <laughs> Is recorded <laughs> it is recorded and distributed um yeah i mean it's it's slightly cathartic almost coming out of the side of the pandemic you know when we've been in the mode of quite transactional trying to get things you know on a day-to-day -day basis as you were saying and now suddenly you know the horizon can start to stretch out a little further ahead yeah. um, away from the weeks into months and years and and you know planning that future um is uh, is an exciting exciting prospect so great to hear well, um, you know, I think if, if, if that's um, if that's a wrap, Kirsty, then, well, thank you, Claire and Chantal, for joining um, and sharing about Baby Ballet. Um, where else can people find out more about Baby Ballet if anyone's interested, like me, two, two <laughs> girls? Holidays in summer holidays are looking quite lengthy at this point, so where can we go? Um, yeah, so the easiest um, is really just to find us on the website, so www.babyballet.co.uk, and we're across um, the you know the popular socials as well so instagram with baby ballet world and um facebook book with baby ballet uk that'd be for kind of if it's a uk audience so yeah oh, well thank yeah, you so much for having us it's been really interesting yeah, thank thanks you. for sharing this capitalize uh, it's been really interesting cool. yeah. our pleasure and look forward to working with you in the future as well so yeah, well that's a wrap i think for this podcast um for those of you who are new to capitalizing this podcast um well, we are here to help small businesses like baby ballet um, and their advisors um, give transparency and control over business finance. So accessing credit scores and, and finding the right funding for your business. Um, if you'd like to hear more of these episodes with Kirsty at the helm, um, you can find us on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music um, and, and other podcast platforms. So come and check out more interviews in the future um, or check us out on capitalize.com and, uh, and come and see your credit score and find funding for your business. <laughs>